Welcome to the China Jedi Podcast. Shining humor, love, and life on Chinese life. For those living, working, or traveling in China, or interested in learning about Chinese culture, expat life, and foreigners' perceptions. May the smile be with you. My eyes are clear, clear than the mist in the cloudy morning. China Jedi legal disclaimer. Please listen carefully. What you hear on this pod may or not be the truth, may or not be funny, rude, or damn right stupid. If statements are made by certain individuals from the human race that go against your preconceptions, conceptions, false conceptions, and selections, faith, tastes, or personal philosophies, please take it with a light-hearted sigh and slight shrug of the shoulder. Hold your head up high, knowing that you are a better person than they are, and that one day the force will strike down on them with great vengeance of furious laughter and unconditional frivolous forgiveness. you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the wrong side. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another wonderful China Jedi show for you today. Thanks again, of course, for for listening to us, uh, myself, and of course Josh Summers. How you doing, Josh? I am doing good, Chris. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, buddy. Not bad. You know, all kids have been sick, and one gets better, and another one gets sick again, and another one gets better, and another one goes down again. It's you know, I don't know. That's just the way it goes, right? When you're a parent and, and you just hope that one of your, you know, either you or your spouse don't get it or else you're <laughs> yes. really in trouble. This is it. Um, now, Josh, uh, I started off pretty negatively there and I'm going to I'm going to carry on the negativity today because. Oh, uh, no. Yes. Before we get into anything, we've had a few we've had a few uh, emails um, in uh, following our first few shows. And um, nothing terrible about, of course, uh, you or, or me in a personal sense. You can be honest, Chris. You can be honest. <laughs> Just hit me with the truth here, okay? Well, that's one thing I have been known to be is very honest. Doesn't get me many places sometimes, but there you go. Well, let <laughs> me be very honest. Here's the situation. We've had um, messages from our listeners saying uh, these giveaways that we're doing, although they're great, the, the whole system around it, the strategy of how they win is a little bit unfair. Yeah, a little bit unfair. Okay. And, and what do you think about this, Chris? Well... Uh, to be honest, Josh, again, uh, I do think there is something in this. Of course, uh, this is the first time, listeners, and please forgive us that we are doing giveaways of this nature on the China Jedi show. So we're obviously just working out what's the best way to do it. And we do, of course, want complete fairness. But, Josh, what the messages have been about is basically um, where it's a multicultural time zone world, globalized world now. When a podcast gets released on our platforms, um, some people may be sleeping, of course. Some people might be awake. Uh, and, of course, as we're doing it now, the first person to send in that screenshot of a review to our show will get the prize. So what we're saying is it's a little bit unfair if someone's still sleeping, they haven't had the podcast downloaded onto their app. And by the time they've listened, someone else has already listened because they're in an earlier time zone. You see what I mean? Uh, I get that. That makes sense. So um, going on this, and of course, when we record and we publish the pods, I believe we've deemed it with the researchers. The best way to go about this is to have a kind of a prize draw. So everybody that sends in their screenshot of their review will go into a prize draw. And every quarter, every three months, so the first prize draw will be in August 2019, we'll pick out of basically an electronic hat all of the reviews we've had. And those people will be nominated for the various brilliant giveaways that we've given in the previous pods. What do you think about that? 
That sounds good. I, so it's like a summer giveaway type thing that we're doing. Is that what it, it mounts to here? This one that we're doing now with these pods will be a summer season giveaway in August. Yes. Unless, unless you're in Australia and then it's our winter giveaway. <laughs> so depending on where you're at, we will change the name just for you. You know, I'm getting the feeling in this politically correct world, you can never absolutely be correct, can you? There's always someone. Uh, so we're just going to have to find the average, the middle ground, um, the Jedi way. Now, also, listeners, if you're thinking, well, hang on a minute, I don't want that um, amazing pollution mask, um, but I do want the Chinese Scritter app, uh, the free six-month membership, for example. I don't want that, uh, that hat, that hat, that mask how can I, you know, can I, am I just put into a generic drawer? And of course you are, but if you do really want that scritter or all these other giveaways we're going to give away in this pod and the next few pods, then at least specify, Josh. That's what we say when you, when you send in your email, say, I want that, I would like this. And then we'll perfect. be put into a specific drawer for that. So you'll get more chance of getting that. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And I think it, you know, it makes it fair for everybody, whether they're, you know, in Australia or they're in the Northern Hemisphere where most people are. Okay, well, is that true? I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know that either. I that was that was probably a stupid thing to say. That's another another misguided piece of information from China Jedi. Uh, well, we do say at the beginning of the show to take it with a pinch of salt, whatever we say. Uh, but for this, we are being absolutely truthful with this, listeners. We're trying to make it as fair uh, and as fun as possible. Now, the other thing I thought, Josh, um, as any uh, <laughs> blagger I was going to use would say, uh, to get around the system is, what would happen if I sent in lots of reviews? Would I have more chances of winning uh, that prize? And all I would say to that is, well, if it's a, a different name and um it's a review and it's on a different platform then yeah you probably would have a better chance of of making that happen because more reviews for us means uh we we go up more in the in the podcast thing and as you said on itunes we're not there if you type in china which is crazy really um really crazy so yeah yeah, more reviews the better so that's what we need we need people like you guys to just i mean it's it's an honest review we're not asking you to write flowery things about how awesome chris is or anything like that we're just wanting you to give an honest review and we want to you know reward you with um you know with these summer giveaway just some fun little items yeah and when i've ever written reviews for podcasts that i listen to i very only do it josh when i have actually taken a good piece of information from that podcast that i found very useful in my life so um if we haven't done that then don't even bother uh listeners (laughs) there you go okay right well off that let's get more into uh, the teaser please josh giveaway teaser for today's prize uh, that uh, everyone, of course, who sends in a review will possibly be able to get. Uh, what is it today? Give us a teaser on what it could be. Because last time it was masked. We've had Chinese written software, free subscriptions. Brilliant stuff so far. So go for it. Yeah, well, this this particular giveaway is, a, is, is really close to my heart. That's it, oh. It's something that I um, have a vested interest in and that, uh, that I had a big hand in creating. And so that's something that I you know, obviously I'm biased towards and think is going to be the greatest giveaway that we have. But, you know, I'll let people decide that up for them for themselves. Well, it's got to be one of your pink and white salmon striped shirts, isn't it? Am I near? <laughs> well, signed. It's signed and yeah, everything. It's 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 great. And and, and is this one going to be worn or is it not going to be worn? You know, it hasn't oh, it's got still sweaty. It's still sweaty <laughs> yeah. from, you know, from all this hard work on the podcast. 
from your Xinjiang, your Xinjiang exploits. Okay, wonderful. By the way, listeners, please listen to this pod. It's not a pink, uh, pink salmon shirt from Josh. It's something I'm sure much more wonderful than that. So um, with all that, let's get some inspiration. Quote of the week. May the games begin. Right, I hit you with this one. This is from, do you know Billy Connolly? Uh, no. Is that a yeah. name? Did you just, well, what, you what did you say? Friendly brothers over the Atlantic. I didn't know if you'd know this. <laughs> Billy Connolly, he's a Scottish stand-up comedian. Okay. Yeah, guy with the, with the long hair and he's got that pointed beard. I'm sure you'd know him uh, if you saw him. A real Scottish accent on him. And uh, he's a great comedian, musician, presenter, actor, artist, you know, the whole creative gab. So this is a, uh, this is a quote from him. Here we go. Before you judge a man, walk a mile in his shoes. After that, who cares? He's a mile away and you've got his shoes. (laughs) (laughs) One more time, before you judge a man, walk a mile in his shoes. After that, who cares? He's a mile away and you've got his shoes. Billy Connolly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that's nice i like that yeah i'm probably going to end up using that somewhere but I, I won't credit him just because i have you know i'm i'm looking at his face right now on google and it's like okay i think i recognize that i feel like i'm maybe uncultured for not knowing exactly who he is but uh, you know that that's the way it is for us americans i guess well listen josh as long as you're learning on this pod as much as i and the listeners are <laughs> we're doing the right thing eh? okay so Billy, Billy Connolly, again, judging a man walking his shoes first. I think that goes back to some earlier pods where we were saying, you know, don't judge on something that you don't really know or have had put time in to really look at from all sides. Yeah, I think that's a real good, a good quality to have in life. And I think especially with China Jedi, that's one thing, you know, all these kind of misnomers and whys that we have when we come to this wonderful country of China, which is so different from where we're from. We question yeah. everything. And to really try to understand it from other perspectives than your own before you truly judge it and take an opinion on it. So good old Billy there. Anything you want to add, Joshy boy? No, I think that's a good one. I, like I said, I think I'm going to steal it. Oh, steal it as you like. Wonderful. Okay, from Mehmet Oz and Billy Connolly to uh, Dway but Dway. Because this is just the way it's meant to be. This is just the way it's meant to be. This is just the way... Labour Dway then. Uh, two two at the moment, Mr. Summers. You've won two, I've lost two. I'm I'm proud of my record. I'm willing to yeah, just, yeah let's get let's nah. keep it going. Well, maybe you can step up a bit more today. Uh, I'm going to give you a weird fact, and uh, you're going to decide, of course, if it's true or not. Uh, you're not going to tell us, of course, but you can give us a few thoughts. And at the end, we're, we will let you know and the listeners know what's really going on. So this is uh, this is the today's uh, Dway Dway. Here is a list of translated services widely offered at popular sauna and massage centers in China, which I'm sure you've uh, frequented a lot, Mr. Summers. Um, Here we go, then. This is is translated from apparently a Chinese menu. Of course, it might not be, but it might be. Tuck between breasts. Flowing water golden dragon. Desert storm. Seeking the moon under the sea. Jaded hand guiding dragon, connecting the pulse of the dragon, illusions of love, roaming the North Pole, divine dragon sways its tail, kiss of an angel, ten fingers strumming the instrument, and the last one, Star Wars. <laughs> okay. 
All right. I'm sorry. You're going to have to describe to me again. What, what are these? These are a list of translated services, apparently, I'm reading, widely offered at popular sauna and massage centers in China. So you need to decide, is that really true that they would call all of those services by those names? Now, remember, we've got to be careful because when we look at a menu in China, Josh, they can be rather flowery and poetic, can't they, when we translate oh, absolutely. them? Absolutely. Yeah, my favorite, um, but, what, what is it, the, the fish flavored beef or something, you know, like the, <laughs> like how do you, how do you even do that? But yeah, you're right. They, they do get a little flowery with their, with their names. Hang on though. Fish, fish flavored reef. Do you think they made a mistake on reef, uh, on beef? It should be reef. Fish, <laughs> uh, fish flavored reef. That would make sense. I, I, I think that is, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that's, that is correct. Yeah. So let, let me give you them again. Tuck Between Breasts, Flowing Water Golden Dragon, Desert Storm, Seeking the Moon Under the Sea, Jaded Hand Guiding Dragon, Connecting the Pulse of the Dragon, Lots of Dragons, Illusions <laughs> of Love, Roaming the North Pole, that's a, that's a, yeah, um, Divine Dragon <laughs> Sways Its Tail, Kiss of an Angel, Ten Fingers Strubbing the Instrument, and if you've got bored with that, you can have a Star Wars. <laughs> so Chris, if I came up, I mean, whether or not this is true, if I came up to you and said, Hey, I'm, you know, I, I will pay for you to have a 10 finger strumming massage. <laughs> would you say yes or no? That's the question. Well, I tell you back in my heyday when I wasn't married with kids <laughs> and I was all out there for adventure and exploration, exploration, I'd have to go along with it. All right. You've got to yeah. try these things, as I'm sure many listeners who come to China or who will come to China uh, will do also. But remember, this might be completely false. So, I mean, you tell me, have you been into a massage parlor and had a nice massage? I'm sure you have. You'd be crazy not to. Yeah, because they do really do wonderful massages here. Yeah. Have you ever do you remember? I think it was during the Olympics when one of the U.S. Slim, swimmers came out with like the octopus, like it, it yes. looked like human. And it's a traditional Chinese fire cupping massage. And that's something that I've done before. And that was crazy that yeah. I, I, I don't necessarily think it was, you know, a, I mean, it wasn't a bad experience. I didn't feel like it helped me or anything. But that is one of the few massages that I've had. I've done some other massages, but but generally, uh, for the sake of the fact that I am married to my wife uh, and I love her very much, I stay away from most of the massage places that are around. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think roaming the North Pole would be your kind of choice, would it, for a Sunday afternoon? I think it would be better than roaming the South Pole, though. <laughs> I, just saying. Right. Cut that one out, researchers. <laughs> On we go. This flows very well, Josh. Take it away. China Virgin, tip of the week. Believe me when I wanted to see you. Okay, so China Virgin tip of the week. We are continuing on with this theme of massages. And the... Yeah, sadly, the tip that I have, and, and thankfully this is changing, is that you need to beware the Chinese massage. It might not be what you think. And, uh, you know, I remember one of the first times that my wife and I stayed at a hotel in China and we got a phone call in the middle of the night. Like, it, I mean, it felt like in the middle of the night. It was like probably 10 or 11 o'clock. So we pick it up, didn't know anything that they were saying. They immediately hung up. And then all of a sudden there's a knock on the door. And I go and open the door. And that was the first time I, I learned this, this culture of a Chinese massage. And, and if, if you can't see this right now in your, in your um, 
listening headphones, I'm doing air quotes over massage because that's not really what they're they're offering, right, Chris? Have you ever had that experience before? Yeah, and I mean, well, clearly you're more of a frugal traveler being the owner of www.travelchinacheaper.com. <laughs> Only you would stay in budget accommodations where you would get knocks on the door at 11 or 12 o'clock at night offering certain types of massages, Mr. Summers. But basically this does happen, listeners. I'm sure many are aware, but those come into China, in it tends to be the lower budget hotels, guest houses, doesn't it, Josh? It does. But, you know, sometimes like we're, we're talking about what I, I wouldn't necessarily say that they're lower end. I'd say medium, you know, like a Jinjiang Inn or a best. What is it? Best Inn or something like that. I've had knocks on the doors from those places or at the very least, I've had little like cards shoved under my door right. that, yes. that have phone numbers of, um, you know, massage places. Yes, indeed. And of course, when you go to these places, uh, they're called sauna massages. There are clearly, obviously, uh, where we're going with this, listen, it's more than just the, the massage and the sauna. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the what I end up doing is whenever I go into a hotel room, because frankly, there's nobody that I expect to be calling me uh, in a hotel room. And so I unplug the phone. That's like literally one of the first things I do because I don't want phone calls um, and then I rarely, you know, open the door without at least checking what it is. And, you know, it's not like this fear thing. It's just, ah, I don't want to have to deal with this now. And one thing I was saying earlier is this was much more of a problem, like, you know, 10 years ago when I first landed in China, yeah. like, uh, it was, it was a, a rampant problem. I think that there's been a lot of crackdown on that type of stuff and it still happens. It's just not nearly as frequently. And it's like what you're saying now, it's much more on the lower end hotels. If you're at a, I mean, you're, this is never going to happen if you're at a Hilton hotel. I mean, if you're no, staying no. at a, a Radisson Blue or something in Beijing, that you're not going to run into this at all. No, exactly. Of course, those are the hotels you clearly don't frequent, Mr. Summers, is it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were with your hey, wife. Don't hate. Well. Don't hate, believe. man. You are really quite something. There you go. There you go. He, he, tra travel China cheaper and um, just be careful of the massage, the, the masseurs, uh, shall we say. But great tip, Josh. Unplug the phone. I never thought about that. Yeah, just unplug I mean, it. Have you ever received a phone call in a Chinese hotel that you really wanted? Well, and, 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 and following that, if you ever received a, a phone call in a Chinese hotel, you could understand. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It uh, tends to be yeah. a, some sort of accent or talking too fast or something like that. Uh, and I mean, if there was an emergency like a fire or something like that, I'm sure you'd hear the alarm or, or something like this or you'd be sprayed yeah. in your face with water. So, OK, wonderful. Great stuff. Thank you for the uh, tip of the week. Let's uh, let's get into uh, Ting Badong. Topic time, yeah. Ting Budang, you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you'll be listening to the wrong song. All right, Ting Budong, topic time. We're going to trend, we're going to pivot just a little bit. We were talking about hotels, and at this point, we're going to talk, and I'm going to be speaking to those of you who are either already living in China or you're planning on moving out to China. And what we're going to be talking about is questions to ask before renting an apartment oh, yeah, in good. China. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is something that I've had to learn through, unfortunately, a lot of trial and error and figuring out, you know, what are the things that, you know, I got screwed on and, and yeah. what are the things that I've done well? Because you know, most of the time, and, and Chris, I would probably assume that, that this is the same with you. When you're looking for a, an apartment, generally the contract you sign is whatever you've been given, either by the landlord or by the agent. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. 
And so a lot of times we don't even know, <laughs> a lot of times I know expats sign things without even knowing mm. exactly what they're signing. And so there's a, there's part of that you just can't avoid unless you're going to be just super anal about it and trying to figure out exactly what every word says. But I don't think that's necessary. If you can ask, I'm going to give you five questions that you can ask that really will make things a whole lot easier. And Chris, I've got five, but if you have anything else you want to add, I'd love mm. to hear it or hear your feedback on some of these. So yeah, okay, cool. Go ahead. No, Please. no, I was just saying, I'm looking forward to this. Um, yeah, I, one, one thing on the, the tenant landlord, the contract, I think a lot of the cases in my experience, Josh, is they are always in Chinese, of course, and nothing surprising in there, in, in that situation. And I think a lot of the time, you can never really get the official how do you say the original document to put it through a Google translator or something? They, they've always kind of photocopied it. And however oh, much yeah. you ask, you can never get it, you know, from their manager or what else. So you've really got to ask, I'd say a Chinese friend, but I'm sure you might go into this. So far away, Josh, with the five questions. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll start with the first one. The first one is who is responsible for broken appliances? Um, and mm. this is, I mean, something as simple as just even your water heater. Uh, and what happened to me in the past is that I actually had a water heater break within the first month of being nightmare. in the apartment. Yeah. And yeah, it's a nightmare and it's, and it's, it's expensive. We're talking about yeah. 3000 to 6,000 quad, depending on how big and what's yeah. expected. And if you haven't put that type of clause in the contract, or if there's nothing specifying, then the landlord's just going to look to you and say, listen, I'm not going to pay for it. You need to mm -hmm. fix it yourself. And so yeah. what I've done is I've made sure in all the contracts that I signed, you know, for the past five years has said, listen, anything within the first four months or six months, basically this grace period, uh, anything that breaks within that period, you're going to replace. But if, um, but if it's after that period of time, if it's just, you know, a, a natural, you can negotiate. And a lot of times it's me who's ending up having to pay for that. But it, again, it kind of depends on which appliance we're talking about. So if we're talking about a, a refrigerator that all of a sudden just busts because it's really old, um, that's, you know, all I've already negotiated that with the landlord. So who is responsible for broken appliances? That's a big one. Uh, what happens if you're forced to leave? That's question number two. And that may seem like a ridiculous question to ask, but it, it really isn't. So what happens if, you know, the, all of a sudden, you know, there's a, something happens to your, um, you know, to, to a loved one back at home, or you need to, or let's say the government all of a sudden decides, you know, thanks to this, you know, Chinese U S trade war that they want to get rid of all the U S citizens. If that's the case and they ask you to leave, are you going to get back your money? Like what, what are those, what are those extenuating circumstances? So that's the second question. The third question is what stuff is yours and what stuff is the landlord? So Chris, I mean, sometimes when you, we, when we're moving into a place, they'll leave like a TV stand or there'll be a couple, um, you know, like a washing machine, or maybe there will be some chairs or something like that. Unless it's completely empty, you want to make sure that you have a list of everything that the landlord has in there. Because what's happened to me before is I've had to leave, I've left a place and the landlord has said, no, 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 wait, that table was mine. No, no, <laughs> actually that was, I bought that table, but because we have no record of what was in the apartment before we moved in, um, it's just my, my word against his word. And that never is really good. Number four is how often are payments made? Because, um, what the strange thing about doing rentals in China is it's usually not a month by month 
payment of rental. Uh, a lot of times they're asking for three, six, or even 12 months in advance. Uh, personally, I've been paying six months in advance and I find that that's a kind of a good middle ground. Uh, but this is very negotiable. It's negotiable between you and your landlord to try to figure out how often are payments made and then how are those payments made. Um, and you know, on the flip side, if you do have cash and you can know, you can actually negotiate a lower price by telling your landlord that you'll pay all 12 months up front or you'll pay the six months up yeah. front. So that's the fourth question. How often are payments made? And then finally, number five, what does rent include? Because I've been in play in, <laughs> in kind of situations where all of a sudden this maintenance fee, the UFA comes in and I'm like, uh, is that for me? And yeah. the landlord says, yes, it is. And I say, well, no, that's actually on you. Or maybe uh, in the Northwest, we have heating fees. It's like a, a fee for uh, keeping things warm in the winter. And that's right. usually the equivalent of an entire month's rent. And if that hasn't ah. been negotiated before you move in, more than likely you're going to end up paying for that. Same with a parking fee if you have a car or water and electricity. Um, you need to make sure that the contract stipulates exactly what those fees are. So the five questions, I'll just recap them one more time for you. Yeah, Who's responsible you. for broken appliances? What happens if you're forced to leave, if there's something that you're, that's out of your control? What stuff is yours and what is the landlord's? you got to make sure you've got a written uh, documentation of what is theirs. How often are payments made? Because that's negotiable and that can also uh, be in your favor to negotiate a lower rent price. And then what does the rent include? Uh, does it include the maintenance fees? Does it including a heating fee if there is one? And all these things are, are negotiable as you go along. And it's important that you get that all laid out beforehand because the last thing you want is to have to argue with your landlord um, because most of the time you're, you're going to lose that argument. Yeah, really great stuff there. And <clears throat> this is a big, big topic of discussion. As always, we try and squeeze it into 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, from from my experience, yeah, we, you and I, we've lived in lots of different rented places. Um, first thing is I, I want to say, Josh, is it, it's a, there's a very different perception of of what's right and fair here um, yes. in China from the landlord's eyes and indeed the tenants as there is back home for sure for me in, in England. Um, take, for example, because I'm a landlord here as well. I have a, a property here. So I, I also see that angle of renting out to the yeah. Chinese. Um, first thing is. When you take a property at home, you rent something in England, it's brand spanking clean. You know, mm. it's been cleaned and it's speckless. So and, true. Yeah. And that's how you leave it uh, mm. as well. Generally, in most cases, a good tenant's way would be to do that too. Yeah. Uh, nope. That's not the case uh, very no. much in China. No. Not so you almost, yeah, I almost feel bad, but sometimes I'm like, I've got to clean this before I rent it out. You know, I want to do it. But <laughs> the agents are saying, no problem. You know, no problem at all. And it's the same when you sell something here. Um, in England, you would make sure the bathroom's really well done and, and the kitchen's mm. really well done. And maybe you put mirrors up to, to, to make it bigger and things like that. In China, absolutely not. Just sell it as it is. You don't even need to clean it because what will happen is they'll come in and they'll make all the changes they want themselves. They'll do the feng shui, the whole thing that they want to do. So it would be a waste in a way to put that money in to raise the, the price of what you get for it. So that's another thing. Um when it comes to these things like big appliances, like boilers and that, Josh, generally in my country and, and as a landlord back at home, a thing like a boiler is a part of the house, you sure. know, like windows, um, fixtures and fittings, all these things. If a tenant phones me up, I'll fix them because exactly. it's something when the tenant leaves, they're not going to take a boiler with them. 
are mm. they? They're not going to take a door with them or, uh, you know, a sink or something like this. But in China, and again, I think this is basically what you're saying due to the down to the negotiation. This is why you need to be very understanding of what to talk about and agree. Generally in China, a lot of the landlords, once you've signed that contract, it's all your responsibility, even things like boilers and that. So you're at a point where, okay, I'll pay for your boiler, but when I leave, I'll take it. So then the landlord would have to buy a boiler anyway. So it it just, a lot of things don't make sense, I feel, in this kind of relationship here. Um, I'm not saying they're wrong and where we come from is right. But again, like you said, those five things will make sure that a lot of these fires are put out and they can't be escalated, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And you know, it, a contract in my experience, and this is, I'm making a really broad statement here, but a lot of times, even the contract itself doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be followed. Uh, and, and you have, you would have to, it would be a pain for you to go through the legal recourse to enforce something. So really the point is not to, you know, make sure that it's all in writing and that, you know, if you have to, you can go to the, you know, you can go to the courts and get things figured out. The point is just to make sure that you and your landlord are on the same page. And, uh, and I find that a lot of expats, they're just so eager to get into their place they don't yeah. really think through a lot of these things. And so it's just, it's good questions to ask so that you and your landlord can be in a similar place mentally and know exactly where you're headed. And, you know, if, if you guys want, I know um, I've, I've answered a lot of these questions on the Travel China with Cheaper website. I also have like a, um, it's a template contract that, that um, you can download for free. It's uh, it's on travelchinacheaper.com slash China contract. And it's just a template that you can use. So at least you can come with something. You don't have to use it, but you can come with something. Um, and there's even one that's a bilingual one. So it's got Chinese and English translation. Um, that one's a premium, you know, but, but still that way you can come in and know exactly what you're signing if you wanted to and have those English and Chinese side by side and kind of negotiate with them together. Oh, that's that's a very good uh, resource uh, there, Mr. Summers. Give me that link one more time because that's, yep. I think, something, yeah. Yeah, that's travelchinacheaper.com slash China contract. Just all one okay. word, China contract. Okay, fantastic. And, yeah, this is something if you're going to be in China for a, a large period of time that you will uh, come into contact, contract with so, yes, be careful. I mean, I'd always say when you move to a new country, don't go signing a two, three, four year contract. I, I, mm. I just for me, I just. Yeah, lots of things can change. And of course, I, I know a lot of friends, Josh, who've been in a contract uh, that signed for two years and suddenly they're given a month to leave because the landlord wants to sell the house. Oh, yeah. um, and then invariably what will happen is they'll give you maybe a month's free rent or something like that. But if you're a family, you've moved in, it can be a real, real a nightmare. Pain. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that's exactly what happened to us. We had our, our apartment sold out from under us. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I mean, an, another one good thing um, on this uh, positive is that in China at the moment, there is tons of accommodation available for renters. Mm. Um, even in Zhuhai, I, I would say there's a lot more supply than there is demand at the moment, which, of course, keeps prices relatively low. That changes, of course, yeah. as, as cities urbanize. How was that, by the way, in Xinjiang and Urumqi and 
Urumqi, yeah. the the capital city, was a lot more expensive than some of the other cities that we lived in, uh-huh. um, and it really depends on which section of the city that you're in as well. Yes. So, I mean, as of last year, the, you know, when we signed our contract, I think we paid, uh, I want to say twenty three hundred a month. Um, okay. which, you know, in, you know, if you're from Beijing, you're like, oh my gosh, that's insanely cheap. That is, that is insanely but, cheap. Yeah. But if you're in Urumqi, you know, that kind of feels like it, I, three, four years ago, it was like 1500 a month. Wow. So it is, it's increased dramatically, uh, in a short period of time. And I have no doubt it's going to continue to do so. Well, yes. And it's definitely not going to go backwards. Um, how many bedrooms was that Josh for two? That three, was, two that was three bedrooms, but it was a tiny place. I'd say it was about 105 square meters. I mean, I, I yeah. wouldn't call that tiny, but you know, to squeeze three bedrooms into that. Yeah. Again, uh, listeners, of course, it's all to do with the different parts of the city as well. Very much. Yeah. I mean, for example, where we are, in our area for a free bed place you you are probably going to be looking around four thousand four thousand plus yeah. uh, even more depending of course on whereabouts what condo um but shenzhen for example you go to shenzhen and you're looking oh. at 10 12 14 000 plus beijing even more of course in shanghai exactly. yeah so yeah yeah crazy <laughs> stuff um and then one more thing before we leave this uh listeners if you are looking for an apartment, a place to stay, make sure you do take time out and don't grab the first one. Because I tell you, there is no standard where mm. we are. I don't know if that's the same where you were, Josh. Um, a landlord next to this house, for example, where you're living might say 8,000, exactly the same house, but the person next to him might say 4,000. So there's no set standard for renting here. It really is about researching, checking out the houses, finding out what they're offering at that time and grabbing it when you find a good one. That's I'd say that's great advice right there. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Right. Moving on then. Uh, well, this is really interesting stuff. I like that uh, contract you've put there. I'm look, looking forward to checking that out myself. Jingle jangle jongwen, Mr. Summers. Time to learn some Chinese. Oh. We chat, waiting, we chat, waiting, we chat, waiting, me. We chat, waiting, we chat, waiting, come to my party. Jingle jangle jongwen. We're going to be doing a little bit of negotiating here since we're already on the. Uh, whole negotiating a rental contract. But this is something that, you know, I've heard in the past or I've heard before that if you're ever trying in English, trying to get a better price, you just ask somebody, is that the best deal you can give me? Is that the best you can do? I mean, and just kind of leave that hanging. In Chinese, they do it a little bit different and they just ask straight up, can you give me a cheaper price? And so that's the the phrase that we're going to be learning here. I'm going to say it a few times and then mm-hmm. we'll break it down. Mm-hmm. So what we've got here is we've got a, a couple keywords. The first one is a, is a kind of a polite kui, like can you, is, is it possible? And then of course, gay wars to give me gay war. But the, the key part of all of this is just that and you'll hear that said so much whenever you're negotiating or talking about price is this even even that by itself has meaning just saying yeah can you get that cheaper can you get that cheaper so even if the only thing you say here is that will be you'll be able to communicate exactly what you're trying to say but mm-hmm. saying that full sentence is the grammatically correct way of saying can you give me a cheaper price? Mm-hmm. And of course, um, 
the Chinese like to have a good price, don't they? They're very good at, you know, getting it down. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And they're also equally good at seeing a foreigner's face and doubling the price the moment <laughs> yes. that you ask them how much it is. So it's it's genuinely a good, I mean, it's not something where you're going to cheat them. They're never going to sell you for below their cost. No. So when you ask them if they agree to it and hem and haw, don't buy it. Just, you know, if I mean, what I mean by don't buy it, don't buy their hemming and hawing. Don't, don't yeah. believe all that stuff. They're not going to sell you below their cost. And, you know, you're just hopefully going to be able to get a better price for something that's fair. Yeah. And going on, you know, family and that members that have come out over the years to China and, you know, you take them to some of these uh, shopping stores, you know, the gift stores uh, and that. Those are the worst. They're, yeah. Well, first of all, I think a lot of people from the West feel they're being rude when they're asking for a cheaper yes. price. And and as I always say to my friends in that, it's a, it's a market situation. Haggling is is part of the culture. It's mm -hmm. actually one thing I love to do. Um, <laughs> so I, I you know it's a, it's a good game to play, but I always say um, when they give you a price, say 100 RMB, for me my my philosophy is knock 75% off straight away. Absolutely. So you then say you know 25 RMB and then you see their reaction. And it's probably not going to be a nice one. And then you start walking away because, you know, down the road, there's going to be another shop selling exactly the same item. And you'll be you'll be surprised. Well, you won't be, Josh. Nine times out of ten, as you're 10 meters away, you hear the words, OK, OK, OK. Yeah. And, 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 and you've got your 25 RMB, your 75 percent off or at least 30, um, which is, you know, very much less than the 100 they started on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, I think there's a group of travelers that hate the fact that there's not a stated price that you have to ask. You can't just look, mm -hmm. and I mean, they're not gonna. There's not gonna be a sticker that says this thing is 50 RMB or something like that. I mean, in some places there are, but in most cases, especially those tourist locations, yeah, they're they're not gonna say what the price is. They want you to ask, and they're gonna pull out their calculator, and then when you do exactly what you're saying, Chris, you bring that price down 75 percent. They're just, oh, you, you, you what are you doing? <laughs> to me i can't believe yeah. this yeah no it's good and i, I it's really a, a good fun part of the culture and um listeners if you're coming to china for the first time really have a go and try it and have fun with it uh, the other thing josh um on that note is um sometimes if it is very cheap then generally it probably is made very cheaply and it's not going to last you very long so be careful about that uh, <laughs> that's one thing um but when you ask ni kai ge wo pian yi dian i actually use a different one i'm sure we can use this too ni kai ge wo ma as in a dodger uh, like a discount yeah exactly yeah and that's that could be a whole nother topic on itself because the way they do discounts is oh, kind of reverse Christ, yeah. what we do in our in our brains but Indeed. yeah you're right in any way that you can, you can kind of slice that, you know, in a, in a couple different ways. But the point I think here is that it isn't rude. It can be done yeah. a couple different ways and, and it's, and it's expected. You should ask for it to be cheaper or you should ask for a discount because that's the way the culture operates. Okay. Wonderful. So again, uh, uh, one more time, Josh. Wonderful. And, you know, the, the literal translation is you can give me cheap a little or you can <laughs> give me cheaper. Yeah. And generally, you, as we've said, listeners, uh, will get something cheaper. But I go for 75. There you go. OK, wonderful stuff. Wonderful. Um, Josh, it's time to get back into those um, rather bizarre Mashar's explanations. Dway but dway. 
Let's do it. Cause this is just the way it's gonna be. This is just the way it's gonna be. This is just the way. Two to uh, Brother Summers. Uh, I'll give it to you one more time. Here is a list of translated services widely offered at popular sauna and massage centers in China. Remember, listeners, it's been translated. Tuck Between Breasts, Flowing Water Golden Dragon, Desert Storm, Seeking the Moon Under the Sea, Jaded Hand Guiding Dragon, Connecting the Pulse of the Dragon, Illusions of Love, Roaming the North Pole, Divine Dragon Sways Its Tail, Kiss of an Angel, Ten Fingers Strumming the Instrument, and Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> Dway, but Dway, what are we thinking? I'm thinking there are far too many wrong ways to hear any of those. And that is just unfortunate. But uh, I, I will say <laughs> that, what is it? Something like exploring the North Pole or, or what, what's that one? Uh, you're the, the one that you normally go for most often, uh, roaming the North Pole. Roaming the North Pole. That one actually, said, like, I could, it sounds like a shoulder, like, I could go for that right about now. Um, not from you, Chris, but but just a, no. a you know, a genuine massage person. Yeah. I, so, I, you know, I think, I, as you and I both know, the nomenclature, the way that they name things, to me, just sometimes seems bizarre. And yet that's the way they do it. And so I think I'm going to have to go for a doy that this is, I mean, it's a direct translation. So we're not really getting an understanding of what these massages are, but I think that, that, I, that this would be a, a, a doy that they, that these are weird, but real names of massages that you can get in China. What, what, what am I, how did I do Chris? Come on, give me good news. Well, I, I just wonder in the research to put this together. I mean, They've maybe they've sneaked a few dodgy ones in there because Desert Storm. I mean, Star Wars. That doesn't sound very translate. Do you know what I mean? The other ones I can kind of Red Dragon, you know, squeezing the tail and stuff like this. But okay, are you sure you want to go with this? I'm going to open uh, the envelope. Well, now you're making me all double well, second guessing. To... No, I'm you're right. To... I mean, it is it is a little too. I I, I think I'm going to go ahead and stick with it just because you know who knows okay. Chinese do like like Star Wars. Okay, don't forget, I did try to help you with that. I'm opening the letter. I'm okay. opening the letter, listeners. Here we go then. Uh, is this a true translation of massage services in China? The answer is, ah, oh, Josh. You won ahead. It's Dway. Yes. Thank oh, you very much. Dear. Thank you. I'll be uh, sticking around for autographs later. Oh, well, listen, I want to know, researchers later, what a Star Wars and a desert storm is. I'm, I'm intrigued. I really am. Ridiculous. OK, wonderful stuff, Josh. Well, moving on, uh, let's get back into these giveaways, of course. And uh, yeah, tell us what you got for us today. Something from your heart. Gossip was breaking news. Right from the Red Guest House. Absolutely. Well, this is, like I said, something that's dear and near and dear to my heart. It's a, a book that I published earlier this year. We've referenced it earlier on the podcast, uh, this one and other ones. And it's generally meant for people that are making their first time trip to China or for those people that just they need a good basic understanding. And it's called Everything You Need to Know Before You Travel mm. to China. Uh, and it's just covering things like how do you stay, you know, how do you stay in contact with people back at home? How, you know, different transportation guides. Uh, if you want more information on on everything that the book is talking about, you can go to travelchinacheaper.com slash 
travel-guide, I think is where you'll find it. Yeah, travel-guide. And you can just get the details. It's not a sales page. It's just, uh, hey, here's what's in the book. But we're going to be giving away a, a copy. Uh, dare I say, I mean, should I sign the copy, Chris? Like, I, I don't know. That feels really like it makes me feel important, but I don't think I really am. Yeah, I, I think um... – is it got a picture of you in that salmon shirt of yours in there? Well, oh, it's, it's the black it's, and white. Good idea. It's Good black idea. and white, so you can't yeah. see that it's salmon, but yeah, it's there. You could sign it. That's a really nice place, actually, to sign it, coming out of your mouth on the back <laughs> cover. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I really would. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, sign it. It's a, it's a great book. You're going you're gonna to send the print version then, which is wonderful. Exactly. So you have Because I like a good old print version. And, um, listeners, if you do want to be put in the draw for this, of course, don't worry, you don't now, after listening to this, need to shoot us a review straight away and be the first one. All you need to do is go on the homepage, chinajedi.com, click on one of the places where our podcast is on, like Stitcher and iTunes, all the different places, Podbean, or even go to Facebook, uh, Facebook page, or send us something on Twitter. Send us a nice review. It doesn't have to be big. Screenshot it, email us at info at chinajedi.com. And as we said at the beginning, You'll be put into the prize draw, the summer prize draw in August, where one lucky listener will get Josh's book. How many pages? I'm being asked to, uh, to yeah, I'm being asked to We're ask. We're looking at 196 pages of really good information, a lot of which we cover even here on the podcast. Uh, but it, yeah, I will we'll ship it to anywhere in the world. Yeah. Uh, so it's not. You know, if you're outside of the U.S. or the U.K. or even China, we'll we'll still ship it to you. Um, it may not take. It may take a while. I don't know, but yeah, we'll we'll ship it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, by the time they get it, you would have had the second version out, wouldn't you? Yeah, it would be wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm only joking. But listeners, if you don't, if you do get the book and it's uh, a load of rubbish, but I don't think it is because I've read it and it's great. You can always. I mean, it's thick enough, not too thick, but you could use it to prop something up on, couldn't you, Josh? So it's got yeah, some it's, physical it's, value. Water coaster is what I'm using for right now, but you know, it's it's a good book. <laughs> Cup it's coaster. It's a good way. <laughs> Cup, cup goes or whatever. Yeah, wonderful, Josh. So brilliant. Good, uh, good episode. I love that. We've gone from massages to renting apartments to uh, talking about your wonderful book. So great stuff. You had a, had a good episode today. Anything you want to add? No, I think it was a lot of fun. Thanks so much, Chris. Have a great week, listeners. And I hope you got something good from this. Thank you very much. This is China Jedi. If you enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com. May the smile be with you.